Here we go. Welcome everybody to the Hidden Pearls podcast. My name is Emma Kittle and I am joined by the one and only Bruce Kittle. We are a podcast that shares the untold stories of the people and communities impacted by social and environmental injustice. And we just finished our first season. Yes, we did. Congratulations, Emmy. I love you so much. Um, so we wanted to kind of do a little recap with y'all um, and just let you know what's to come. I've been getting a lot of messages from everybody. And so we just thought we'd put this out there and be completely transparent because y'all have been the shit as far as fans and we really, really appreciate it. So um, first of all, Hidden Pearls podcast really started on a whim um, in an effort to share some football stories and learn about some of the players that we love to hear about and that we love to watch. I mean, even though we have one favorite player um we have a lot of, we're fans of a lot of other people and especially since george has been um well you guys know george and he's such a magnet and because of that we've actually met and got to connect with and also through our podcast but just meet some really fantastic people who are nfl athletes and it's so i feel like my favorite thing like when we talk to the, the football players is like seeing that the athletes that are really like that they're good people and I feel like sometimes there's these stereotypes or these like ideas that people are like not that genuine or not that engaged. And that's not true. And there are so many people who are out there fighting the good fight and donating a so much money and so many resources and really putting their talents, their treasures um, and their time to good work. And so we just want to say thank you to all of you. Um, we also wanted to share the stories, like I said, what our mission statement is, but share the stories of the people and communities impacted by social and environmental injustice. Um, that's huge. And we're going to talk about just, especially the social and well, and the environmental injustices that have really, um, plagued 2020 and we're going to get into that but um we felt like this was a really powerful platform to use so that we could highlight and share some things that are really heavy and near and dear to our hearts so obviously like we said social and environmental issues and, and people it's, so just with that and i hope everybody felt it um we did our very best to have fun but also at the same time kind of keep things if nothing else 220 was super real for a lot of people um, and so we did look at some uh, systemic issues around racism and other kind of related issues in that and talked about some things that go on in our world in that. And I think the only way that we continue to work toward alleviating some of that or making things better is that we're having honest conversations with each other about those things. So can, I, I hope it resonated with all of you about the, some of the things that we tried to get to and the way in which we tried to approach that with respect and dignity for everybody involved, but at the same time, um, being honest about really what's going on in our world and in the United States particularly, and uh, hope we can move forward from that. So again, we'll kind of touch base on that as we keep going. All right. And then our third thing was that once we figured out these communities, these people who needed our help was to give back and try and help others who are in need and also to encourage others. So I'm going to say this again. I try to say it at the end of all of our shows, whether you have the finances, whether or not you have the finances to actually invest um, or donate money, like there are so many other ways that you can get involved. And that's what we wanted to show you guys is that you can share on social media. You can talk about it. You can refer um time kinda, talent treasures. treasure from the one of our very first shows right yeah time talent and treasure oh, from sorry, bill but, yeah bill lee thanks bill we love you bill um but yeah so that was our goal and i feel like you know i feel like we did a pretty good job and especially since this was our first season and what was it was it what when did we have the idea we started in september 
Oh, it was end of August. We started September 9th. Yeah. It was end of August that Bruce kind of was August-ish. like, yeah, let's do this. And we ordered all the podcast equipment. And thank you a hundred times over to my friends uh, who I reached out to. I knew you guys helped me to navigate this this situation because that is the only way that we got up and running so thank you thank you thank you thank you um also thank you to all of our fans thank you to everyone who watched and supported us thank you to the guests who joined with george to talk about some football and some fashion because obviously that's super important um loved all the shoes that was actually one of my favorite it was really fun to talk about um and also thank you to all of the charities um for all that you do and for the staff and the clients who joined the show to share their stories about what they do, why, and how they are helping to make things better where they can. Um, we had a lot of people get on and be very, very candid and share emotional stuff. very emotional things. And I think I cried in every single episode. Um, I did. I'm, I mean, I'm emotional and I'm like, I'm definitely an empath. And so having people come on, like our goal pre COVID are like when we were well, I guess post COVID now, but what we want to do eventually is like be there and have these inter- interviews in person. And I'm going to be a wreck. I'm going to be a wreck y'all. I'm going to have to use some waterproof mas- mascara, but um, pops, why don't we give it a little uh, last year in review? All right. So again, thanks to everybody that helped in all kinds of different ways. And we appreciate you very much. So good luck to everybody there. So uh, 220, I guess I, I don't really have anything new to say pers- about it, but I just a couple thoughts and reflections about it. So um, to say that it was a challenging year for everyone in the world, obviously, is uh, Captain Obvious. So we'll be really careful about that. But looking at the Niners, um, obviously, in 2019, we had a great run and made a trip to the Super Bowl in 2020. So in February, we were all sitting at the Super Bowl. We'd heard some rumors, you know, about COVID and all that kind of stuff. Wait, but isn't today the day that they announced the first case of COVID? I heard that somewhere. I can't verify that, but I think Jam said it. Yeah, so it's gotta be true. we were starting to get, you know, those whispers were starting to show up, but the season was still going on and all that kind of stuff. And really, we had no idea that the stuff we were hearing about from, you know, either China or whatever. And then I think kind of Washington kind of got started or anyway, wherever it was, but uh, made it to the Super Bowl. It was a great run, great season, super fun, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, Super Bowl didn't turn out the way we wanted, but very grateful for all of those kind of things. And really, the Super Bowl was the last kind of major gathering and, uh, really until the last game of the season this year when we were actually allowed in Arizona to go to the game. I went to a couple more in between, but yeah, Bruce went to the last game of the season this year. This is for Bruce and Jan. And then also the Super Bowl. And that was it. That was us. it. That's the longest period of time I haven't been to a live football game in a very, very long time. So, but anyway, that was the nature of it. So he had his football withdrawals. Yeah, no doubt. So, but then COVID hit and everything was uh, really upended. And so as far as the NFL goes, we weren't even sure if we're going to have a season Things got on super lockdown, uh, but with a lot of hard work, effort, and sacrifice, uh, the players, teams, and the league made it happen. And I, I really do want to give a shout out to the teams, and particularly we're more familiar with the Niners, everything that they did to keep players safe, all the work they put in. Uh, and I don't even think people can imagine the protocols that were put in place and everything that the league did. And then a special shout out to the NFLPA as well for standing up for and representing the players and pushing back on things and making sure that people were safe. They did a great job. So, and also I want to say something that um, I feel like the Niners did a good job. Well, either way, like, like you said, we're tied to the Niners. And so we know the stories of the players the best, but there were a lot of players who were apart from their family for a really long time, long time. especially with brand new babies and like very, very young children. Like 
that is a sacrifice. And yes, the playing football is a very glorious thing and it's exciting and everything, but this entire year was a super big sacrifice. And so I just want to say that and recognize the people who made those sacrifices and also continue to show up and play their asses off. Yeah. And especially for the Niners, again, you know, moving to having to move down to Phoenix and being in Arizona for the last six, seven weeks of the season and all that kind of stuff. So Anyway, so, but then, of course, with the Niners season full of injuries, setbacks, and certainly was not what we had planned. Even toward the end, I think after the Rams game, I kind of had a notion, God, we could pull out a couple extras there and maybe still sneak into the playoffs. But it was just not quite to be. We just um, couldn't quite get everything done that we needed to. But we're super grateful that we made it through, that they were able to finish the season, and they got yeah. it, and now, now we're in the playoffs. So um, they'll be reloading and retooling after some time off, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more as we get going. So so with COVID, we got hit, and then we had really – and I'm, I say this all the time, I'm 61, so it is, but I've been around a while – um, and we've always had levels of racism and we've had some protests and we've had some people dying uh, with some, whether it's police brutality or being stopped and, and the unfairness and all that. But really this year in my lifetime, the unprecedented level of kind of racial division and unrest throughout our country uh, really, you know, it was really something. And, and honestly, I was really glad to see it happen, you know, that we really just pulled the sheet bare. And so I don't know if it was because COVID and everybody was so raw. Uh, but it was something that really got exposed. And so um, obviously based on kind of the leadership that we had and with the COVID that hit and everything that was going on and after the George Floyd murder, everything really took off. So we had Black Lives Matter, we had all the protests. And I think one of the things and just kind of from our end is being connected to the league and that um, we were very proud of the NFL, the players, um, uh, oh, not blanking on it, but the player, NFLPA, um, that everybody that came out strongly with the players and took a hard stand on racism. Uh, we all can look back, whatever it was, five or six years ago when Colin Kaepernick came out and basically got booted out of the NFL and never had another shot uh, because he dared to kneel to protest police brutality against people of color. Um, and we've gone so far now that uh, the commissioner of the NFL came out, acknowledged that that was wrong, that they missed the opportunity then. And they came out strongly with the players, took a hard stand against racism, and they made it a part of everything. It was part of the uniforms. It was on the helmets. In the field. It was in the fields. Uh, and they had ongoing public service announcements all year long in order to raise awareness and encourage people to work toward ending racism. So uh, we here at Hidden Pearls certainly support all of that. And we've worked really hard to try to be an ally and to support people in all of this. And can't say strongly enough that it is time to end racism and the notions of white supremacy they're dead, they need to die, and they need to be over, and we need to put an end to it. So there's a lot of work for all of us to do. Uh, and I just encourage folks to keep, you know, keep your head up and keep working hard, stay strong, uh, and find kind of everything that we can do to keep moving forward. So um, then, okay, so season wore on. Uh, we had continue, and COVID just kind of kept spreading. Uh, sometime last month, we exceeded over 300,000 deaths, which is just absolutely tragic. Um, and now even into the new year, uh, we have increased confirmation of cases. The spike is now increasing, even at this date, you know, here we are in the early stages of January and it's going out the roof. We've had a record setting total for deaths, which we were just shocked by at this point in all of this. Um, and so with all this, at times it just felt like there was no end in sight. Um, but we've come back and obviously we found some hope with the news of the vaccine and people are getting that out. It's being distributed. 
Uh, it's making its way across the country, and we hope particularly everyone that is really frontline and at risk can get to it sooner than later. Uh, and we hope within the six, 12-month window that we can put this thing in the rearview mirror, but we'll see. But we want to take time to offer our condolences to everyone who's been impacted by COVID. I know that's very broad, but particularly anyone who's lost a loved one or a friend or lost their job or had to move, people get evicted. I mean, the kind of cascade of events here is, is not stopped yet and it will continue. So whatever people have experienced, we want to know that we're thinking about you. Lots of people are hurting and struggling because of all this. We want you to know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. So, and we want to also give thanks to all the people who kept working and helped keep our lives running, protecting us, serving us, helping us, and trying to get through all of this, just like the rest of us, even though they were in situations that put them at higher risk. So we thank you from the very bottom of our hearts that you gave us some semblance of normalcy at times and also protected us when we really need you the most. So I'm rambling. Do you want to take that last one? Sorry. Um, yeah. And... The other thing we just want to say is we all endured a division and hotly contested uh, election. Um, I drank a lot during the election. And with a new president-elect and then after a runoff, cheers, Jan. <laughs> yes. Um, but then after there was a runoff election in Georgia, the Senate control now is turned over and we ended it all with the unbelievable and the only word that we can really say is the horrific assault and riot at the Capitol that we all witnessed this past week. Um, not many words for that. Uh, not many words for that, especially as I know we just said this, but comparing it to the Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, the Black Lives Matter like, protest. We thought kneeling was too much. Like, uh, but either way, uh, we look forward to better from our leadership. And we're very excited um, as this year turns over that we, I feel like there is hope on the horizon and that as this new year dawns and we start to come into it and we accept and we stand where we are, um, that we do so in unity and together and with a whole new level of consciousness because the situations that we have put ourselves in is literally just straight up unconscious, selfish actions. And they don't need to be like that. Like, I think something that we so believe in is abundance and prosperity for everybody. And I think that if we see everyone around us as a brother, as a sister, as a community, instead of as somebody trying to take something from us, that the abundance is there for everybody. And plus, we're in the Aquarian age now. The Aquarian age. Peace and love, baby. Universal unity. Let's go. The age of Aquarius. Yes. The conjunction. So, hey. Anyway. What a night. What a night to be alive. Okay. So, new year, new thoughts. So, if you're with us and you're listening, then you made it. We made it through 2020, and that in itself is actually a serious freaking accomplishment. Number one, you survived a pandemic. Um, you stayed together, and you're actually listening to a podcast, or you are watching a YouTube channel. And an ass-kicking podcast at that. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Slap that. Um, so yeah, so personally, we've been working to see what we have gained from 2020, despite all of the upheaval, change, and disruption. If nothing else, we were given the opportunity to find ways to adjust and to pivot direction. That was kind of the term of 2020, as needed, and usually more than once or twice. Um, for me personally, I turned 30 last year, um, wow. and I think turning 30 in the middle of a pandemic, and then 
the conjunction, like entering the age of Aquarius, all the insane things that happen. I feel like I have this brand new level of consciousness and like the things that didn't make sense to me are starting to like really click and land in my body. And as some of you have noticed, I was raised by um, a Yoda. Weird. Um, and although he has told me things hundreds and hundreds of times, they are literally just now like landing in my body. And I feel like I'm seeing them with a whole new set of eyes. And so, um, so yeah, pivoting, right? We're learning, we're adjusting. But also I think what I was trying to get to is that 2020 really, really taught me that you just have to let go of certain things and not be so attached to exactly where we're going and just be really, really present in the moment because we have absolutely no idea what's going on or what is to come. Um, but yeah. So, and I won't do a whole mindful minute on this, but I just, the whole point is being clear about who you want to be. Right. It's and, not about the go Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, trust your own process and set up a process that honors who, who it is that you really want to be in your heart of hearts. And so get clarity on that. That's, and we talk about the meditation, the mindfulness, the breath control and all those things. And we'll continue to do all those things. But the reason we do all that stuff is to gain clarity on who we are and who we want to be in those moments, those tough moments. Like, you know, are you going to climb the wall and throw something through the window at the Capitol? I mean, if that's who you want to be, then I would encourage you to think about it. But otherwise, in all these situations in our life, that's kind of that process. Who do we want to be and just recognizing what situations we're in and then how do we live that out? And so just really encourage people to trust that. And, and that was a lot of it. I mean, because 2020 in this whole thing, these are some of the things that we thought we gained out of it. I mean, resiliency for sure, right? You were put to the test. You had to do hard things in difficult situations, stay at home, do all kinds of things. Kids were at home for a long time. Teachers are teaching on Zoom, all doing business meetings, all that kind of stuff. And it was hard. Your toughness, right? Flexibility, this pivot thing, all that kind of stuff. And then I think learning to focus on what we could do and what we could control. I mean, those are at least things that kind of came to me about it as we got pushed and had to push back a little bit. So I just, you know, offer affirmations for all the things that you did accomplish this year. You know, don't discount that. I mean, you survived it, you're here and you're moving forward now and it may not be exactly where you want to be, but 2020 or 2021's a new year and together we can get through this thing. And so, the, the wave is the turn and the tide is changing and it's going to be better. We really, really believe that. So, all right. A homelessness? Homeless? Homeless. That's all. Oh, you know, okay. I recreated the word. Um, another thing that we did is we developed a homeness. <laughs> She's looking at it going like, is I'm that like, a word? Uh, homeless. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to say, but uh, right? Homeless. It's homeless. We reconnected to each other. Homelessness. And we learned how to do new things because we had to. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people I know started a wellness practice. A lot of people really dove into self-care. A lot of right. people let themselves explore kind of a creative path, you know, because we were stuck at home. Um, I think for me personally, I, even as like a yoga teacher and, and I meditate a lot uh, and I, I like to go within myself and figure things out. It this entire process made me realize how uncomfortable I really was like just being by myself and that it forced me to really slow down and spend more time thinking about not just like we were saying, not just the goals and the things that I want to accomplish. Like we've said this a million times, like we love whiteboards. You guys, <laughs> we have giant sticky notes, like of paper written like all over our walls right now because of the things that we want to do and accomplish. 
But the thing that has been my big shift is that instead of thinking about all the things that I want to do, it's the thing, it's the person that I want to become and the person that I want to be and who I want to be right now in this moment and choosing to do this. Um, so, and of course, in a world filled with Zoom calls and digital appearances with each other, um, it was also a really interesting way. And I think I have so associated like having a normal life with having to be social and having to have certain uh, like social expectations put on me. And I feel like the chain of that has kind of been broken. Whereas like I am, I can be an extrovert, but I'm realizing how much of an introvert I am and having that time to like recharge and be by myself where I don't feel like I have to go out and do certain things was really, really empowering and fulfilling and recharged me in a very different way. Um, so yeah. So what we're getting to is there's opportunity in all of this and uh, we will work as we head into 2021 to focus on what we have learned, how we grew, where we failed, what we struggled with, how to get better, and then how to appreciate all that we have and the people, especially the people in our lives, um, especially the people in our lives. So with 2021, yes. Can I tag that? Yeah, tag it. So I just want to, um, that whole piece about that, about the thing where we failed and we struggled and how to get better I just want to do a, a little quote on, uh, so Matthew McConaughey came out with a little book uh, called Green it's Lights. It's a little, it's a book. It's a book. But anyway, but he talks in there and there's just a great piece on um, when he's talking about looking toward the future and just encouraging as a culture and as a society that if each one of us, when we look in the mirror, we just are honest, like really, really honest with ourselves. And when we look, see the person that's really there and then just try to be a little bit better. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to like completely change the world. You don't have to do all that stuff, but maybe just a little bit better. Maybe, you know, whatever area that is, just each day work on a little bit better. And then he also talks about recognizing the power of just getting up every day and staying in what he calls staying the chase. And so whatever your process is and whatever you're going and whatever that is, Remember, we said it a thousand times on the show, small, consistent steps, all taken the same direction, lead to amazing results. And that's really what he was saying. So I just want to, again, offer affirmations that you should look back and see all the things that you survived in, all the things that you did get done, and all the potential that you still have left as we move forward. And just really encourage us to think about just the little ways in which we can all get just a little bit better. And if we all do that and we reach out and we come together on trying to do that, you have no idea what we the people can accomplish because we can do it. Yes. It's this collective consciousness. Like I'm going to go yogi on y'all, but <laughs> the Aquarian age, right? So shifting from, this is not in our notes, this but okay. 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 So I think one of the most fascinating things like yoga terminology, like, so you go from the Piscean age, right? So the age that we were just in, um, and it's not directly just last year. Like we've been in a transition window for a while. Um, but the Piscean age was like this whole, like whoever held the knowledge had the power. Right. So really, I think this was more like fifties ish. Like that's when the end of like, that's before the transition started, but like 1950s ish, but like it's whoever had the knowledge had the power. Right. So if you think about like even ancient times, like whoever knew how to farm had the power, whoever knew how like self-governance, whoever knew how like had that consciousness, 
had the power, right? And so now in this age, and especially in this digital age, as we're seeing how information is being disseminated and like shared across so many different platforms and all this information is coming out, like the big thing about the Aquarian age is that knowledge is out there and it's this collective consciousness and that you have the ability to tap into that whenever you want. And I'm saying that right now, if you're on this and you feel like, oh, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 like look in the mirror. Because you're either watching this on a computer or a smartphone, which means you have access to internet, which means that you have access to Google. So you can literally Google like any of the things that we've talked about and you can figure out- Or other search engines. Or other search engines. Um, but you can look up like, you can look up meditation practices. You can look up personal growth things. You can listen to, there's so many free things on YouTube guys. Like this is a free show that we put out on YouTube. Like there's so many different things. But the Aquarian age is all about the power of information. And the fact that you can tap into it whenever you want to. But information is only power if you seize it and then you do something with right. it. Right. You know that whole thing where people say knowledge is power? That's so Piscean age. Knowledge is power. Aquarian age is what are you going to do with it? Because you literally have it at your fingertips. You can type in whatever you want to do. You can search whatever you want to do. You can reach out to whoever you want. You can, con you can literally get in contact with whoever you want to get in contact with now. That's the power of the Aquarian age. But it doesn't mean jack shit if you don't do anything with it. So going into 2021, we, may we all, and that's, we include us in this as well. So these are kind of our just thoughts. May we all be more appreciative, more grateful, more giving, more loving, more accepting, more focused on the common good. And let us all work toward justice, inclusion, and respect for all people everywhere. And so if we can all do that just a little bit better each day and kind of keep our eye on the prize as far as that goes. It's unbelievable and unfathomable, I think, and hopeful about where we can go with it. Okay. So Collective consciousness. All right, 2021 off-season plan. I just want to say to everybody who has reached out to me, like via Instagram, via email, via anything, and has asked what our 2021 off-season plan is, like... What are you guys... What are you doing? I just... You guys make me feel very, very special, and I just want to say thank you, um, especially because... Our podcast, wait, what's today? It's today the 9th? 10th. Today's the 10th? Okay. Yesterday, today's the 10th. Yesterday on the 9th, our podcast turned four, five. 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 It? it turned oh, five. September 9th? September, October, November, December, January. Yeah. She's five. Just turned five. She just turned five. She's such a baby. She's such a baby. Such a baby. Um, but either way... This little baby just had a birthday, happy birthday month. So very proud. Um, but we want to talk about what our 2021 off-season plan is. So January, um, you're just getting this show. Totally honest. I hope that I get this up by the end of the month. <laughs> it's the 10th. So I hope you guys get it before February 1st. But we're all going to do this. We're just going to do this because um, we need a little break. And we also, we have some other projects spinning. And I know you guys have been seeing that. So we just want to honor everything that's going on and also honor the effort that we put into this and just take time because if you're just grinding and you're just moving forward and you're just pushing, 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 and you don't take time to reflect, um, you kind of can get trapped in these karmic loops and we don't want to do that. And so we want to be reflective. We want to be conscious. Um, so February and beyond, um, I am so excited. Um, if you haven't noticed, this has been a pretty male dominated podcast and something that we want to do um, with our interviews is that the focus will be on women in the NFL. Yay! 
Um, I'm so excited. So women in the NFL with a special look at all of the women who work in and around the NFL. So not players, Avi. Um, but we have and all the professional football, um, or sorry, but all the women that are coaches, scouts, referees, administration, agents, media personnel, medical staff, and others. So anybody female, um, the Niners are such a dope organization because there are actually a ton of women who are associated. And so we're probably going to dive into the Niners pretty deep, but um, always Although open. Rams just hired a, their head strength coach is a woman, just got named, which is a really big deal. So, I mean, there are a lot of women out there not as many in coaching, but certainly starting to break into those ranks and typically male dominated. So we want to look at the women that are out there and talk to them and talk about some of the things that they've had to butt up against. Uh, Because we are, we've been talking about racism, Black Lives Matter and doing all those kind of things. And we we want to look, uh, kind of include part of that, because I think that will come up in all this, but the women in the NFL uh, of whatever color and the things that they're doing, which are really valuable and what they do to help move the league forward and the game and the contributions they're making and also some of the obstacles and hurdles that they're facing. So uh, we're really looking forward to uh, doing that. We've got, I think, a really exciting lineup uh, set up, which is in my head right now, our heads. And we got to confirm some. We have a solid dream list. Dope. A solid (laughs) dream list. Like we, it's locked in. So we're still waiting for confirmations. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I need January to get it rolling. But anyway, so we're super excited about that. And we think that's going to be really, really good. Okay. February, uh, because the Super Bowl is going to be there and we were there last year. We are going to do a Super Bowl preview show. Uh, we'll post the date for that as soon as we get it kind of finalized. Uh, hopefully I have at least one or two special guests on that. Uh, George will be George joining us for that. And then we'll have a couple of other folks we like to talk to about that. And just kind of look at the Super Bowl, look back at last year a little bit uh, and kind of what to watch for. So that should be pretty exciting. And then from then on, Really what we're thinking about is kind of two shows per month after that. And then it should at least be two shows and maybe we'll squeeze in another one if we go. All right, then March and April, what are we doing, Emma? Ooh, we will continue our look at women in the NFL and then we will also be reviewing the NFL Combine. Um, I think the training process is absolutely fascinating. Um, We'll be taking a look at the draft uh, before, after, and then review the teams as they show up for practice in April and then head into OTAs. So obviously, um, right. So NFL, okay. I was going to say, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. We don't know like training wise, like what's going to be happening, but, um, there's usually, yeah. So we're excited to be interviewing people. We're excited to be seeing people and just to kind of get some stories of what the season was like for everybody. And we're really excited to share those with you guys too. Yeah. And so NFL Combine, all the college guys now, they're at their various facilities and started working out. Congratulations. So they're prepping down. And so that Combine's coming up in about six weeks. Uh, So we've got the Combine. And then once we hit through the Combine, then we'll take a look at kind of what to expect, particularly with the Niners draft. And then once the draft is over, uh, then we will, of course, give a little critique and suggestions and thoughts. So I have a little bit of that and try to do a few guests. So that should be really fun. Mm-hmm. So then what are we going to do after that? So then as they get into OTAs, they have their summer break. So we'll do a little something with kind of once they leave the Niner facility, where is everybody at? What are they doing? You know, what are they allowed to do as far as COVID and all that kind of stuff? Hopefully things are getting better by then. But, you know, we're, yeah. we're going to prepare for difficult situations. And then if it gets better, then we'll be good. So um, that, that should be pretty exciting. And then, and then in August, um, it's funny because it's like, are we in season two now? Does this count as season one? 
I'm thinking this is season one. Once we hit August. Okay. So we, we're probably going to say we're still deciding this, but I think once we get into August, that's when we'll start our season two. So we'll just start with the beginning. Action! Exactly. Um, maybe we'll get just a little clicker thing by then. Um, but we want to put this out there really early because um, if you guys have any charities that you want us to consider, I know some of you guys have been reaching out to us, but please, 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 if you send it to our, you can send it to our Instagram, but I am much more organized on our email. So if you go to yeah. thunderbirdperformance.com slash connect, um, you can scroll down, you can click any subject line, but just say that you're writing in to recommend a charity. Tell us where the location is. Tell us why, give us any connection. If there is an NFL athlete that you know that is associated with it, that would be even better, kind of the cherry on top, because then we can really work and stop it. then we can really work and um, getting connected with them early. So that just kind of takes some pressure off of us. So and I thanks, wanna, community. Yeah, and I just want to also add, during the offseason when we're doing the Women in the NFL, we will be looking for our women guests that most of them are either have foundations or affiliated with something. And so we hope to be highlighting their charities as well. So we're not getting away from our charity theme because we think that it's really important. It's really integral to who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. So that'll be part of it as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, but so uh, Emma and I've gone through the shows that we did with our guests we didn't, you know, we just pulled a few of the things that we did. We're going to just push um, a little post out that will have just some highlights from some of the guests that we had because we thought might even just show them on social media, but we want to yeah. continue to highlight what you're doing. So please uh, stay tuned. If there's something that you guys are curious about, obviously love to hear it, but um, we want to continue to post some highlights. So yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, those will definitely be going on our social media, maybe on our YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, so overall, we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listened, watched, emailed us, made guesses on George's numbers. Oh my gosh, the family who won. So are. much fun. So great. Thank you. So great, so great. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much. Y'all have been the best support network and encouragers as we took on this very wild journey. We didn't really know what it was going to turn into. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of love, um, but it's been great. And you guys have made it really, really special. Um, special thanks to Miss Claire Kittle, Mrs. Claire Kittle and uh, Jan Krager. Oh, yeah. Love you. Um, the wives behind the scene who have helped us in so many ways. Um, stay tuned. Speaking of uh, wives behind the scenes, uh, we have a little special episode that I'm actually really excited to share with you guys. So if, wives, wives if you love Claire as much as I do, stay tuned. Yep. Um, and just with that, obviously, because George is kind of in it, but he's kind of just, you know, in season, it's kind of tough for him. So yeah. just a little shout out for young little Georgie. Um, huge he, shout out. Yeah, because he huge shout out. He worked to make connections with the other players and pulled all that together and then showed up with us. And it, that's not easy during the season. And unfortunately, this year he got hurt. So it wasn't quite the same demand that it would have been, but early on in the season. So, anyway. But also for Georgie, uh, the way that he handles that mentally, um, that is not an easy feat. And so the fact that you still wanted to do this podcast and you still wanted to be on with us and you still felt very passionate about this and donated every single week. You are a true king. Thank you so much. Um, and also yeah. I just want to say, I feel like GK just like blossomed and got weirder and weirder or more fabulous and more fabulous as the show went on. Like, so 
I just can't wait to see what this off season and yeah. then season two brings. Who knows what we're going to get? No, <laughs> whoever made that DJ shirt, I think that was Lydia or somebody, but whoever made the um, DJ Kittle t-shirt, like I need a poster of that in, in the house, uh, maybe in the new gym, but um, either way, thanks again Thank to all the guests, the charities, the clients, the football players, the families Everybody. who shared their stories and who took time to talk to us. Um, even all of you guys who follow us on social media, thank you so, so, so much. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for sharing our episodes with the people who need to be connected with these charities because mental health is a very, very important topic. And we want to share that. And we want to make sure that if anybody needs any support that you guys get that. So wishes, best wishes to all of you for a great 2021. Again, we invite you to join us in making 2021 the best, best year, year ever. ever. Action! Thanks, Mom. She's pouring us more wine. Um, as we focus on doing what we can to help others and make this world, and particularly the United States of America, a place where all people are respected, all people are treated fairly and equally, and that we end race, racism, division, and hatred. Let's commit to that. Let's do that. So, anyway, uh, life's pretty short, uh, so let us mindfully and with awareness move forward together and with love in our hearts and for all people. Um, and as we were kind of sitting here thinking about a way to close, you know, we did some quotes in the mindful minute. And all some that quotes. We did a few quotes. Some mindful minutes. We each week. Anyway. So Emma had one she wanted to say, and just really quickly. So once you, you can say that one then if you want to talk about it. Okay. Right. Um, so this quote is by Ram Dass. I love me some Ram Dass. Um, but Ram Dass said, the quieter you become, the more you can hear. And I think 2021 really, or 2020 really, really taught us that in that you got to just sit down and see what's going on and take some breaths and figure it out. And I think, yeah, I, that was my really big lesson is to just see what's really going on instead of that projection of what I think is going on. And that like, but just to be more present in reality and with the communities and the people and truly the country that I live in and I think that turning down the volume of like where we're going and what we're going to do and that super hype, like that super dominant, like alpha, like this is where we're going and this is what we have to do, goal-oriented mindset. Um, it really, really helped me to tap into that more feminine, like intuitive, divine voice that has been the most powerful guide for me in like over the course of my entire life. And so the quieter you become, um, the more we can hear. Right. So, and my quote is from John Kabat-Zinn, and I'm just going to tie it in because one of the things about getting quiet is that once you get quiet and all the distractions are gone, then the only person you're really with is yourself. And I think a lot of times, a lot of us avoid getting into that quiet space and we use all kinds of distractions. We put masks on and we do all that kind of stuff. So um, it just really invites you to get into that quiet. And when you do start to hear more, start to hear more about yourself and what you believe and what you feel and who you are and what you care about. So um, just encourage you, you know, not to stray away from that. Don't be afraid, you know, embrace the unknown and get to know yourself. So um, just to, then I, I've got a quote from John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, he's a physician doctor, uh, but he wrote a book back in the nineties called no matter where you go, there you are, which is really true. You can change jobs. You can move cities. You can do whatever, but when you get there and you show up, it's still you. So you might as well do the work. 
<laughs> so that's what I learned. Anyway, his quote that I want to say is that he talks about uh, mindfulness and meditation on one hand and action, like being involved in the community, doing things, working for justice. He, he calls them, they're two wings of the same bird. And so that bird is us. But the reason that we go into the quiet and that we want to hear more and that we want to learn about ourselves more is that once we get clarity about who we are, then we can heal ourselves. And once we are able to heal ourselves, then we can fully be ourselves. No masks, no hiding. We don't need distractions. We can reduce the alcohol, the drugs, and all the other bullshit that we do to keep away from ourselves. And when you can truly be yourself, then you can share yourself with the world. And so the two wings are the meditation and becoming yourself. And the other wing of the bird is working for justice. That is sharing yourself out in the world, changing the world to make it a better, stronger, healthier, happier, more loving place. So those are our quotes. And, and also, if I think um, sometimes we don't know exactly where to start or what to do, but in thinking about that quote and like internalizing it, like you can literally just choose something that makes you a happier person because when I'm a happier person, it radiates and it ripples out into the people who I'm around and it just has this ripple effect. And so do not, please, if anything, like do not minimize the importance of taking care of yourself, of taking care of your mental health, of investing in self-care and taking the time to develop those habits and those practices. Because if you don't know where to start, start with yourself, start right. with loving yourself, start with a practice that makes you feel, that makes you believe that you are whole, that you are a complete person, that you have everything that you need because you are the re like hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I remember hearing that quote for the first time, but like hurt people, hurt people. And I think that when we look around at the world and the things that happened this year, like yeah. hurt people, hurt people. So if you're hurting, take the time to heal, take the time to be there for yourself, take the time to love yourself, take the time to ask for help because that in itself is a radical act of courage. It's a radical act of presence. And it's a radical F of active F you to the system because so many times people tell us that we shouldn't love ourselves and we shouldn't act that way and that we shouldn't invest time in ourselves and that we're selfish, but fuck man. It's like, if you're on the we airplane, we get to be selfish now. Hey, if you're on the airplane, right. And you're at 10,000 feet and they have a problem and the, the little air thingies drop, what do they tell you to do first? Take care of yourself. You've got to put the mask on yourself before you take care of others. And because if you don't and you're crumpled up on the floor dead, that's no good, right? So take care of yourself. It's not, it's not selfish. It's good. So meditate, breathe a lot, get a little work in, as in work out, you know, reduce that stress and be clear about who you want to be. And also, we've said this before, but I also recommend watching The Matrix because I feel like that's literally what our society is going through right now. Like we're waking up, like you're literally Neo, like, like pulling the things out of your neck. Like we're coming out of those jelly pods. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, bless yourself, watch the matrix. Okay. Binge on a weekend. That's hey, it. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And then again, you got any charities that you want to send in, send them to us. Cause we're going to be reviewing the whole thing. And we might just and we surprise have some, some awesome people. sponsors. We have some awesome sponsors who want to give to people. So please, if you have an organization, send it to us because we want to hook up. Yep. 
So very good. All right, take care. Keep sending in comments, thoughts, suggestions, and all that kind of stuff. And we appreciate you guys very much. Be safe. We're excited about 2021. We're grateful to be a part of it. And we look forward to sharing it with you guys. Thank you.